Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,213. Opportunities are found where others stopped looking. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from beautiful Raleigh, North Carolina, Will Cheek. Will, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am ready for the ride. All right, here we go. I know you are because I know you do some really fun rides, so uh, we'll, we'll have some fun today. Will Cheek is the manager for the Southern United States Commercial Insurance Program for Haggerty Insurance Company a premier classic car and vintage boat insurance company in Traverse City, Michigan. Haggerty was built by people who love cars and offer much more than insurance for collector cars. Haggerty provides valuations, a drive share program, automotive media, a great magazine, and they fuel car culture through their Haggerty Youth Program, their Historic Vehicle Association, and the RPM Foundation. Will was struck early in life with an obsession for anything automotive related, so it's appropriate that after college, he landed at Haggerty and hasn't looked back, but only at the road ahead. And I'll remind our listeners that I've had a number of great people from Haggerty Insurance Company on the show, including McKeel Haggerty, the CEO and president, Ashley Shoemaker, a friend of mine up here in the Northwest, Brad Phillips, Diane Fitzgerald, Jonathan Stein, Larry Webster, Lauren Gussler, and Nigel Matthews, to name just a few. So, Will, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a moment, share a little bit more about your career and a very obvious passion for playing with cars? Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of fun that uh, Haggerty pointed me in the direction that I've gone and started out in college, not really sure where I wanted to go, didn't really have a serious direction, but uh, found the insurance side and uh, looked around a little bit, interviewed a bit and found some companies I wasn't quite sure about and a bit bored with, but found Haggerty in the insurance industry and found out what they did. And it was kind of that moment where I looked back and, and realized I had to work there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, everybody I've met from Haggerty has been so tremendous. It's just incredible. And I've known McKeel for a long, long time back when they just had a couple hundred employees to what he's built now. Tell our listeners before I ask you the first question here, what exactly do you do at Haggerty? So I manage our uh, southern region for the company, which is a new role I started back in uh, February of 2017. And actually in 2018 and prior to that, I was a regional territory manager. And uh, both roles are kind of tied together. One, I was a field guy constantly at car shows and events. My job was to go out and be involved in the hobby. And, uh, and, and fortunately, I was able to do just that all the while using uh, all the money I spent on college for my insurance degree. So, And then now what I've done is transition into a department of the company known as commercial. And in the insurance world, that just strictly means business. And what we provide is coverage for shops and related to the collector car hobby. So if it's a collector car dealership or a restoration shop, museums, and things like that, we also have a club liability program that's under a business policy. And uh, it's a, it's a ton of fun. I love what I do. And get to see a lot of fun stuff. No doubt. I mean, most of our listeners go, wait, you get to go to car shows for a living? I mean, that's what you get to do. Now, obviously, it's some work because I've been to all these car shows and I see all your colleagues there. And, you know, guys are working, you're talking with customers and and potential clients and so forth, but you're always having fun. You always have a big smile on your face because you're surrounded by 
what you love. And I know one of the events you got to do, tell us a little bit about uh, a past car guest, Deb Pollock. Uh, she's a great friend of mine, and she puts on a pretty special drive that you got to get involved with with the future cars yeah guest that i'm going to be having on the show here uh what is that all about so drive toward a cure is an organization that is a nonprofit focused on generating funds to do a little research for parkinson's disease and it's an incredible program i, I think the most exciting part about it is not only the people that run it between deb pollock and and mark davidson but it's the chance to get out in a car and and find a way to connect with your car all the while giving back. And the event that I participated in was the Drive Toward a Cure Great Southern Adventure, which took place in North Carolina. Uh, started in Asheville, cruised through the Blue Ridge Parkway. It was an incredible time. I met some incredible people by the likes of Keith Martin, Lily Prey, some some fantastic people, of course, Deb Pollock, and, uh, and had a great co-pilot, which uh, I think you'll get to know here soon, Cindy, yeah. uh, Cindy Sisson. So, Phenomenal event, great time, great calls, and and one of those fun moments in my life that uh, really kind of opened my eyes to to how this hobby connects back to the giving and the good that can be done, you know, with a positive group of people. Absolutely, what Deb is doing is phenomenal, and Cindy's going to be a future guest here on Cars. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll let a little cat out of the bag here with your show, Will. I'm going to devote the entire month of March to women. March is Women's History Month, and they actually have a day in March, which is to celebrate women. I'm going to celebrate women for the whole month, and Cindy's going to be one of my guests on that show. Uh, It'll be fantastic. Well, as we continue on your journey, let's start with a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars. Yeah, so Will, take the wheel. You know, this one's short and sweet, and it's always kind of stood out for me, but opportunities are found where others stopped looking. And and it's always been one that kind of stuck with me through college. And I wouldn't be working at Haggerty if if I wasn't looking. And and the opportunity of the position came up. I was glaring at every other job opportunity, even I had two job offers on the table. But uh, I found exactly what I wanted in line with my passion and using every single tool that I had spent my entire life building all I can say up until 18 years old, of course, but to become a, a Haggerty insurance guy. Exactly. Well, and what you definitely are doing, aside from the clients you care for and you care for their vehicles and uh, collector items and boats and things, but also you're looking for customers all the time. And that's no easy job. And it's like finding clients, sponsors, whatever it is. A lot of people, they give up just before they get to that one possible step. So it's kind of like the race car driver's creed, never, ever give up. That's what I heard in what you said. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's go back in time a little bit and talk about a story that instigated your personal passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew you were indeed a car guy? I wouldn't say one, but I do remember as a kid uh, constantly asking for magazines, ripping through the pages, wanting to know every little feature and part of every new car coming out of the dealership. I always wanted to go and see, you know, the new Corvette coming from the Chevy local dealership. And I also had a, a McLaren F1 postered on the, on the wall of my bedroom as, as a young kid. And uh, here, here I am later in life. And, and, and I knew that I was a car guy then, but it's fun to see that journey kind of take me to where I am now. Uh, again, connecting back passion and work and, and doing what I love. But I was in a, a Houston, Texas garage and sitting right in front of me was a McLaren F1 among many other cars. And this was just one of wow. those 
connecting moments from, you know, here I was as a kid with that being the dream car. Of course, I'd love to own it, maybe a little bit out of uh, out of the market right now. I think Jay Leno said it's worth about $18 million or something. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's a little steep, but nice to insure a car like that. Yeah. So it was, uh, it's one of those, those fun things. And, and that automotive journey is something that I think is exciting because it's never going to stop. I'm never going to be separated from cars. I'm never going to, you know, find my way away from it. It's always just going to be a passion that, that sticks with me. Yeah. That's fantastic. You know, there's those times in life where when we work in the field we're passionate about, we st- have to stop and pinch ourselves and say, this is my life. This is my job. I'm getting paid to do this. There are people that would pay to come and do this and they do. <laughs> <laughs> you get to you get to have it be part of your uh, your normal day. It's fantastic. I guess I could say that that is one uh, one pivotal moment. I was invited to join in on the JCNA Concours uh, car show, which is in Little Switzerland, North Carolina. It's right off the Blue Ridge Parkway, uh, and I nice. was out driving on a rally from uh, Little Switzerland to Sierra Nevada Brewing, and then headed back after that. And the owner of the car let me drive his vehicle. And uh, 1965 Jaggy type before the government got a hold of it and took a lot of the power out of them. And uh, he looked over at me and, and he actually said just that. He said, you're getting paid for this, aren't you? <laughs> and uh, grin- grinning it ear to ear and kind of being hesitant to respond. I said, I- I actually, I guess I am. Yeah, I guess I am. Yeah, like a race car driver or anything else. Well, that's the secret sauce to life. You figured it out, Will, as have. 1,212 guests before you here on Cars Yeah. So uh, this is where we learn how to have a happy life here on Cars Yeah. Well, let's take a look at maybe the not-so-happy side of life sometimes and talk about a challenge or a failure, something that you went through that was uh, really trying for you. But more importantly, you learned a valuable lesson, and that's what I'm focusing here on. So kind of walk us through that particular situation and share what you learned from it. So others listening who might be in the same boat uh, can learn how to plug those holes and uh, roll a little faster. You know, maybe this might be something that speaks to some of the younger listeners. And I think everybody who who may be a bit older can relate back to it. But I think that time after after college or after, you know, you finish up in school and, and you're trying to figure out exactly what you want to do, you're faced with that challenging question of what am I going to do with the rest of my life? And And I think you're so set on one thing being a career choice or a direction. And and it's kind of maybe you're a bit hesitant to plant your heels and take the next steps. You know, I'd gone through quite a few interviews. The insurance world, as everybody knows, can can be, you know, a good business, but it can also be quite boring. I think it's one of those things we buy and pay for every single day, every single month without much thought besides asking the question to another individual, am I covered? I was trying to find out how to how to make you know a career choice and and find out what I wanted to do, and I was on in the process of interviews online, working out everything I could, trying to better myself to become a better interviewee, and then I found Haggerty and the first the first time that somebody called me asking me questions about me, what do I like, what are my passions, what do you enjoy, and I started to realize the reason those questions came up is because they were looking specifically for someone who maybe had the insurance background. But most importantly, they were passionate about the hobby, cars, the, the right. excitement. Yeah. That was that uh, that challenge that I went through, and, and it was tough. But uh, you know, lucked out and, and and found the right direction. Well, you've you've dropped a nice little golden nugget here, and I think it's important, especially for and even older people that are maybe making a transition or a pivot in their career. You know, they're going to go do something different because they've done t- for twenty years something that provided them with an income, but they weren't really happy with it, and they finally realized. 
you know what, I want to go do something I want to enjoy. And I, I've had many listeners to this show who've emailed and called me. I met one of them on the lawn at Pebble, Ramsey Potts, who was a guest here on the show, works for RM Sotheby's, awesome guy. Shout out to Ramsey. I know he's listening right now. And he he was in that position. He wasn't happy, had a successful career, but just wasn't happy and needed to find something that he was passionate about to work in that field. And he loved cars. And good for him. He went out and he did it. But young people, too. And I think that's a key thing. I always tell my kids when they were young and other kids I try to mentor is figure out first what you're passionate about and then figure out how to wrap that into your career and your life. Because you'll be so happy every day. It, it makes a world of difference, doesn't it? Absolutely. And, and shout out to to Ramsey. I know him well. And there, there's not a better dressed man on the show lawn at uh, at any car <laughs> show. And uh, and I don't think anybody can quite uh, keep it up to snuff with his, his Instagram. I think he's a phenomenal individual as well. He is an incredible guy. That's for sure. I always tease him. I ran into him at the Rensport reunion. We were up in your Haggerty suite, actually. And thank you to you guys. You had a beautiful suite up there that I was invited to attend. And have a delicious lunch and watch the cars race down the straightaway there at Laguna Seca. And Ramsey walked in with his big smile. And I'm like, you know, I don't even try to dress up anymore because I can't compete with you. <laughs> and he's at a racetrack with a tie and a hat and a jack sport coat. And I'm just like, ah, can't keep up with that guy. He's uh, he's the best. Very cool. Thanks for sharing that story with us. Let's have a little bit of fun and talk about your first really special car vehicle and maybe a memory you have about that ride. Yeah. So, I kind of thought about this question and, and really wasn't sure where to go with it. But then my very first car uh, was a gift. It was not an exciting car, not, you know, not the most attractive thing and, and not really something many people would probably want to hear me talk about, but it was a 1994 Buick Century. Uh, this okay. was a car. <laughs> and, and and it's funny, the connection for me and, and kind of the excitement around this car and the memory that goes back was this was my first car. I didn't have to pay anything for it. It was a gift for my grandparents. And this was a car that was given to my grandfather at the end of his career. So he had spent wow. 40 years with the bank. And this was a, a gift saying, you know, congratulations on your retirement. You get to keep the car. And uh, and he had had it. And it was sitting in the garage. He had gone on. And of course, his dream car was a Mini Cooper. And he ended up getting that. But he asked me if if I wanted that car. And and of course, my response at, uh, at 15, facing a, a potential to have to buy or pay monthly payments, I, I jumped on it. You know, I, I really was thinking back to the to the question and, and kind of the, the word that stuck out as special. And that car was special. And, and I have emotional connection to probably one of the ugliest machines on the planet on the planet. But <laughs> Yeah. But it was exciting. And, and, and for me, when I see him driving down the highway, I can, I can recognize it just like we recognize a cop car by the taillights on the front of the back. I, I can yeah. see that car from a mile away. I remember the lights that stretched from the left rear bumper to the right all the way across in one solid red piece of plastic. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. And I also remember that uh, that car took speed bumps better than anything I've ever sat in. So <laughs> it was yeah, uh, to the cushy ride. It was the perfect car, and, and I connect to that car in a special way. I lost my grandfather last year, and it was a tough time. But it oh, was one of those things that yeah. there's there's no hard feelings or no no real you know anger there because I'm just it was such a good experience, and, and the car connects me to to him even today. Oh, that, so you still have the car today? Then I, I don't, I don't, and uh, that kind of comes, I guess, into the next question. The next question, the sell. Oh yeah, well, my condolences for. For losing your grandfather, I, yeah, it's it's a challenge, that's for sure. 
Um, yeah, seller's remorse. Is that your seller's remorse story? Yeah, I think it, you know, the, I was driving up a bridge headed to work. I'd gotten a management position at a very young age of uh, just turning 16 at a beach rental company. So I was the, the kid in, in sandals and khakis and a button up untucked. And I would get there before all the rest of them and manage all this stuff. And I was driving up the bridge and the transmission started to slip. And I was, Uh-oh. was, was not a mechanic or, or inclined to, to really climb under there and figure it out. So I kind of slowly pedaled it the rest of the way to work and, and somehow managed to get it back up the Emerald Isle bridge in North Carolina. Those of you familiar, it's, it's quite a steep bridge mm-hmm. and, uh, somehow drove it all the way home, a little bit of smoke and, uh, parked it in the driveway and then onto the next car. But uh, that's one that I think I would I would love to maybe go back and own. I don't know if anybody knows that the gentleman, Gary Duncan, he was featured in the Haggerty magazine. He's a, a gentleman in uh, Virginia or West Virginia, and he has a lot of quirky cars, but uh, I'm thinking he might have one he might be willing to get rid of one day. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe so. Maybe so. Well, any listeners out there have have a, a such a vehicle, you'll be able to uh, contact with Will on his cars. Yeah, show notes page here. Uh, at Haggerty, uh, you might just have a buyer for your car. Very cool. Well, let's talk about today and tomorrow. We're into the new year here. What has you excited and fired up about what Haggerty is doing this year and all the great adventures you've got ahead of you? You know, the the kind of exciting part from today through the end of the year is, is the fact that our products continue to get better. Our commercial coverage is the program that I'm in charge of. And we've built the program to answer the questions and the needs that a client would have in the commercial space. And i I think that's it's a bit confusing and it's always something that people are challenged with not knowing what they have or when they look down at these complicated insurance forms, they don't really know what the coverages apply to. Or, and uh, a lot of people try to ask the simple questions. Well, what about fire? What about a tornado? You know, what if the building blows down? And, um, you know, we can answer those questions, but I think there's other questions that, that go a bit deeper as far as the value of the car and what happens and how would the insurance respond to that? And that's, that's where my role steps in, where I can I can answer those questions. And I want everybody who has their insurance to take the time to look at it and understand it. I mean, I, I kind of talked about it a bit earlier, but it, it shocks me that we spend, you know, a good portion of our income for insurance coverage. And most of us aren't really sure what we have. You're right. You know, you're right. Exactly. And then when something happens and you call and they go, well, you're not covered. What? Yeah. What do you so, mean? So well, explain to our listeners about what you mean when you we use the word commercial. How is that different than, say, insuring my collector vehicle? So Haggerty offers personal lines insurance, which is personal and commercial is, is the defining difference between your personal insurance is your daily driver car that you bought, your home, uh, your personal motorcycle, your collector car, your boat. Commercial coverage applies to a business. So if you're restoring a collector car and in that restoration process you take it to a shop and that shop says i'm going to take your car and i'm going to charge you an amount i'm going to work on your car and repair it and then i'm going to give it back to you well once the car leaves your hands goes to a shop it's then in their care custody and control and that's where the commercial aspect of coverage comes into play mm-hmm. uh depending upon the situation that could arise that's where we would apply and say that you know there's coverage for this there's coverage for that and and the side that makes us completely different than everyone else is agreed value. So, you know, we use market value to determine the value of a car if it, if there were damage. And the way that a standard company responds is they look at the car and have that assumption that the car is not really worth that much. A 1965 Porsche might uh, might look like six eight thousand dollars on Kelly Blue Book. I'm not really sure, 
But, I wish uh, I could buy one for that. <laughs> exactly. So you so you, you go over to the Haggerty Insider app and you look up 1965 Porsche and, and you can see the values for yourself and and that's right. I mean they can be sky high. So yeah, we we look at that difference and we eliminate that concern or that fear for the owner of the shop that if something happens, you know he's not going to have to shut down and, and not be able to pay his employees and you know the world doesn't stop. He's able to continue stay in business and right. and keep moving forward. Absolutely and. Haggerty, I'll let my listeners know if you don't already know, has a wonderful online valuation tool. And I'll tell you, I follow the market very closely. And I think the way you guys have positioned that and price cars is one of the most accurate in the market. I mean, I you compare to what things are being sold at auctions compared to private sales, compared to, say, sports car market sales, the way they report things. And uh, that valuation tool is a really, really spectacular tool that you built. No doubt. I know a lot of work went into it. I remember when McKee was talking about just launching it years ago and how much work went into putting it together and keeping it going. Uh, my listeners, go check it out online. I'll put a link to that on Will Shono's page. It's absolutely fantastic. Sounds like you're having fun. Well, Will, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsor. Everyone who knows me knows I'm really picky when it comes to my cars and keeping them looking new. I'm a huge fan of Covercraft floor mats. I've protected my vehicle with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft floor mats. They will protect your vehicle's factory carpets from daily abuse, weather, pets, children, weekend adventures, and those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and stylish way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft floor mats come in a wide variety of styles, materials, and configurations, all designed for maximum protection. In addition to Premier Plush and Berber Custom Floor Mats, you'll also find cargo liners, canine cargo area liners, dash covers, and sunscreens. Enhance your vehicle's looks while protecting the factory finishes with easy-to-install and easy-to-clean floor mats. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. Hey, Mark Green here from the Cars Yeah podcast. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah TV show? That's right. Cars Yeah is now on MAV TV. I visit some of the past Cars Yeah guests and take you along for the ride. Go to MavTV.com to learn more where you can enjoy Cars Yeah TV. MAV TV is also available on DirecTV, Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through MavTV.com online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. All right, well, we are back, and I have a bit of an introspective question for you. If you woke up tomorrow morning and you were a vehicle parked in a garage, what would you be and why? Jeez, uh, probably a classic pickup truck. Uh, you know, it's, okay. it's, it's funny because you see them on the highway. I don't know about in, in L.A. or in California or in, up in the Northwest, but uh, they seem to be everywhere, and they still seem to have the same engine, same transmission. Uh, the same body with a few few more dense stings, maybe a, some broken glass here or there, but uh, 
useful and reliable. That's that's kind of where well, I'm is be. useful and reliable. I like that. <laughs> well, that's what everybody wants in their insurance agent, right? Useful and reliable, honest, forthright. You know, not too slick, not too shiny. Uh, we just want to get the job done. So I like that. Very nicely done. Well, I'm going to walk you into the last lap, what I call the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive or insurance advice you've ever received? I think I'm going to stick with automotive. Um, I started to take apart my Beck 550 and putting it back together is quite simple, but I've been in other projects and, and the advice would be take pictures. Just take tons of pictures. <laughs> yeah. You have a Beck. I well I'll tell you, Will, we have something in common here. I had a Beck Spider for quite a long time. Nice. Uh, I, yeah, I had a very early model, number 87, I think it was. And what's even cooler about mine was John Wilhoyt, who built some magnificent restores, Porsche 356s. He built this car for a client of his using all Porsche parts, including the oh, engine, wow. transmission, wheels, seats, steering wheel. I mean, it was just a wonderful car. I bought it back when my son was eight. Blake is 25 today, and we flew to Long Beach and drove it five days up the coast back to uh, our home here in Gig Harbor. Uh, it was a wonderful little car. Blake's never forgiven me for selling that car. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm jealous now. I got to come uh, visit you, Will, and have you take me for a ride in your back. Hey, you're wel- welcome anytime. And, and if uh, if you ever come out here and need a car to borrow, you're welcome to take it out. You heard it. There we go. Very cool. Maybe to drive on one of those uh, Deb Pollock. A tr- a drive for the Cure uh, ventures that she puts on. That'd be pretty cool. How about a personal habit? Do you have one that you believe has contributed to your many successes? You know, I think stay in touch is something that's just a simple piece of advice. And when I when I go back and look at some of the better moments that have happened in my life, it, it's been when I've taken the time to make the phone calls. And it, yeah. it's a simple thing. I mean, we have these great little devices and you and I are communicating on other sides of the United States right now. But uh, just make that phone call, whether it's personal or business or, you know, stay connected, stay in touch, keep the network alive. And and I think, you know, you'll find yourself more connected with the people that you love and the people that you're close to. You know, and I'll tell you something, and I tell this to young people because they're so into texting and they don't even email anymore. Call people. And, you know, I'm chasing so many people to be guests on the show. And lots of times if I can get their phone numbers, even high up CEOs, founders, millionaires, billionaires. If you call them, they answer their phone. It's yeah. amazing. It's like, oh, you're there. Yeah. Well, because then they say nobody calls me anymore. They all email and text me. So yeah, the phone, it's a secret that uh, is right there in front of you and is worth doing, plus staying connected. Great advice. How about a resource? Is there a great resource you'd like to share with our listeners? You know, I think we talked about one, that, that Haggerty Insider app, but the other one uh, kind of connects to if you're traveling, but DriveShare by Haggerty is a program that launched, I think it was last year, the end of uh, 2017. And it's essentially a a collector auto rental business uh, in which all of the insurance and all the difficult questions and things you might have concerns about are figured out, but you can list your car for sale for a price that you see fit. When a client rents it, the insurance and everything is figured out. And then somebody can, can you can arrange to, to drop off or deliver the car potentially turn something sitting in the garage that may not be getting all the excitement and joy out of it, uh, you might make somebody else's day. Absolutely. And uh, make a little money on the side. Yeah, it's a really cool program and uh, excited by it. When I tell people about it, they go, really? I didn't even know that existed. So uh, I pushed that out there for you guys many, many, many times. So now it'll be uh, listed on Will's show notes page so you can check it out yourself. 
you're traveling around the country and you want to drive a cool car. If I could wave a magic wand and arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would it be? James Dean, I think having a 550 in the garage. <laughs> a 550, yeah. It, it just yeah. makes everybody kind of a dreamer. And, and I know his career with the car was short-lived, but uh, you know his passion and excitement, the reason the accident occurred was because it was last minute and the car was getting some work done and he wanted to drive it all the way to the race and sadly yeah. lost his life on the way. But uh, I'd love to, to know a little bit more about you know his perspective and career and, and where he was when you know, he was living life to the fullest and, and out enjoying the, the 550 and, and actually the original in that. So Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, he's a bit of a Steve McQueen in a way. And when you look at his, his career path, I mean, he was really short. I mean, super short. He died at a very young age. Yeah. Uh, I think he only had one movie out and they, I don't know if they were even done filming it when, uh, when he passed away, one major film. But uh, I'll tell you something funny about James Dean, Will. I was driving my car back with my son, and we stopped in Sausalito for lunch. And we had gone across the Golden Gate Bridge, and it was a beautiful day. You know, those car, my car had no top, so it had no top. And we parked in front of this restaurant, and a tour bus pulled up across the street, and all these people got out of the bus. They were all from Japan. They all swarmed all over the car, and they're taking pictures. And I'm sitting there with my son, and my son's going, Dad, those people are like all over your car. So I went out there to kind of, I was a little nervous because they're getting a little too close, you know. I just gotten the thing. And this one guy goes, are you James Dean? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> yeah, today yeah, I'm James me. Dean. Yeah, well, I made the, the fatal flaw of saying, would you like to sit in the car and get a picture? Well, oh. you can ask my son about this story. I never got back to lunch with my son. Every single person, 50 people from that bus, sat in that car and got their picture. Tur- turned into yeah. an assembly line. It did. It was crazy. I came back and I said, how's lunch? And he goes, it was good. I ate yours too. And the dessert. So uh, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a funny day, but uh, yeah, great times in the Beck Spider for sure. Now, how about a book? Is there a book you've read that you think our listeners would enjoy? You know, this is, this is another one. McKeel's done a, a fantastic job kind of making sure that he keeps a positive influence on all the staff and everybody. And uh, I'd say even the family at Haggerty, but one that uh, my dad sent over in addition of We've got quite a few. The Lean Startup, the Four Hour Work Week, the First Ninety Days, mm-hmm. Seven Habits yep. of Highly Effective People. These are kind of building and growth and, and kind of self help things and you know ways to improve yourself. But the one that really kind of stood out, my dad gave me a book when I graduated college, and uh, it's called The Soft Edge, and it's kind of a finance and, and a bit of a, a book on business and scaling and growth. And But I think there's a lot of notes in it you can take to yourself. And, and he wrote a quote in there and he said, an important part of predictability is integrity. By this, I mean, honoring your word. And I think that was a note from my dad saying, you know, here you are at a point in your life where you're going out into the business world and you've really got to start thinking and internalizing, you know, the message you're going to put out every single day across the world. And so this is this is one that really stuck out. And it's funny that that quote about predictability and integrity and, and kind of honoring your word. Phil Jackson was a coach of the Chicago Bulls. And um, back in the day, he he actually arranged to have the team practice in the dark. And he was looking to kind of answer that question about integrity and, and were they really understanding what he was coaching. And uh, and he wanted to know if the, the players really knew, you know, if they knew what he was teaching. So did they remember the plays? And uh, that that one really stands out for me. Yeah, yeah, very nice. Uh, the Soft Edge, Where Great Companies Find Lasting Success. I'm familiar. I've got that book on my shelf by Rich Carlgard. 
It's kind of a strange last name, Carl Gard, G-A-R-R-D. But yeah, fantastic book. So you're fortunate to have a father that uh, shared something so valuable with you. I'll remind our listeners, you can find a link to that book and all these great resources that Will has shared on his Cars yeah show notes page. Just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Will Cheek, C-H-E-E-K, and that page will pop right up. All right, Will, we are up to the checkered flag. And this last question will be a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm going to buy you a very cool collector car. In fact, any collector car in the world that exists today, I'm going to buy it for you. But there's a couple rules to this game. One is you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with. The other is you have to drive it. No garage queens here. I want you to get out and enjoy it, but I don't think that's a problem for you. But here's the tough one. It's the only collector car you can have in the garage. So you've got to choose very wisely. What's it going to be? So honestly, this one's not too tough for me because they were they only made <laughs> 349 of them. Uh, it came okay. from Italy, had a 4.7 liter V12 motor. That would be the F50 Ferrari. <laughs> nice. Okay. I was thinking, which Ferrari is he talking about? I'm trying to remember my Ferrari name counts, but uh, yeah, that's a pretty sweet car. You know, last last year when I was at Car Week, we went over to get our media passes for the quail and I pulled into this little school parking lot where they had their office uh, temps temporarily sent up. And when I came out, parked right next to me was a Ferrari F50. And I went only during car week, would you see a Ferrari F50 parked next to my lousy little rental car um, <laughs> right here in a parking lot with nobody around? You know, the guy was, was in the, the building getting his credentials. Yeah. The mighty Ferrari F50. Oh my goodness. You're going to have some fun in this thing. I can tell you right now. Can't, can't wait for cool. the uh, truck to roll up with it. For the delivery. I'll even cover the insurance. I know some guys at Haggerty. They'll take care of you. So uh, <laughs> we, we can hook no you problem. up. Yeah, I'm sure you can. What color would you like that F50 to be? Black. Um, you know, I know oh, I think black. Most, most of them are red. And I think there's yeah. a very select few, one, maybe five of them made in, in an all black, black interior. Uh, I think wow. that... Uh, I don't think I've ever seen a black one. I've seen plenty of red ones. I've seen yellow. Uh, I think I saw a silver one once, if I remember right. That might have been an F40. But, uh, oh, black, you're a brave guy. I'm too much of a clean car nut to have a black car. That just make me insane. But uh, I think you'll take very good care of that car. So I'll be happy to deliver that to your driveway there in Georgia. Well, you've taken me on a great ride today. I knew you would. I've really enjoyed your stories. I want to thank Deb Pollock for connecting us. A shout out to Deb. She's a past guest here on Cars. Yeah, you got to go back and listen to her show if you haven't heard it. Thanks for sharing your journey. And I wondered if you could give us one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that Ferrari F50. Uh, Get out and drive. I mean, if if you're passionate, you love cars. if, If you're here listening, it's for a reason. Just get out and drive. There you go. Great advice, especially uh, if you've got a fun car and if you need to insure it, you've got to call Haggerty. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and about Haggerty? You know, direct to the website, I think, for for Haggerty, and uh, you can go straight to Haggerty.com and uh, find out a little bit more. We've launched a new program called Haggerty Drivers Club. So you can go to www.haggerty.com forward slash HDC, Haggerty Drivers Club, and that'll get you right nice. to it. Uh, I've got uh, a little bit of information. If you type, type Will Cheek in or we'll put a link into the podcast. And if anybody wants to learn a little bit about me, I'll send you the information for that as well. Awesome. Great. Well, listen again. You can find all of this on Will's show notes page at the Cars Yeah website. Just type Will Cheek into the search bar and it'll pop up. 
Will, thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your experiences with me and the listeners. Until you and I talk again or I see you at a car show, I'll see you down the road. Thanks again, Mark. You're welcome. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.